It's funny how money changes situations. Miscommunication leads to complications. Welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast with Jamar Q. Childs. Hope you guys had a happy New Year celebration. And this is the first episode. Uh, basically, it's going to be short and sweet. I'm going to keep it light. And basically, I'm just going to be talking about politics from the perspective of a black African-American male at the age of uh, 29 years old living in New Jersey, uh, specifically Essex County, New Jersey. Um, Just a little background information on me. Um, I went to Bloomfield College and I got an undergraduate degree in uh, psychology. Um, I have a master's of public administration from Capella University. I went to Columbia University and I studied uh, negotiation and conflict resolution. Um, I started a master's of government at Harvard University. And currently, I'm in a doctorate program at California University of Pennsylvania, a doctorate of criminal justice, to be exact. Um, For my uh, work life, my professional life, I am a sheriff investigator and I am a college professor. I teach government, criminal justice, and public administration. Um, that was just some background on me to kind of establish my credibility and also my credibility of being me in terms of my perspective. I respect everyone's point of view. I respect everyone's perspective. And I believe that respect is what's going to allow us to have the conversation for progress. So without no respect, there's no progress. Um, As you notice, when I first played the podcast and I was first coming on, I played uh, Lauryn Hill. Uh, I specifically uh, chose the Lauryn Hill song, Lost One, is because basically she say money might change the situation miscommunication lead to complications and basically i want to dig into that a like little later but i picked lauren hill because she's a native of new jersey and she currently lives in uh new jersey still actually in south orange new jersey to be exact and she's literally a living legend and over the years she's like grown a lot and I like gravitated towards her music and I got to meet her like a couple of times and it was great experiences. It was like great meeting her. But nevertheless, she speaks a lot of powerful words and I just wanted to like put light on that and kind of correlate it to what I'm gonna talk about in my podcast today. And I wanted to somehow involve her music in my podcast. So I said, hey, what better way to involve her in my podcast than to have her <laughs> um, song in the intro so really quickly um just to discuss what my podcast is going to be mainly talking about again if you're just tuning in this is the introduction episode so it's going to be short and just basically detailing what am i talking about who i am and what are my goals within this podcast um it's going to be many guests on the show 
And basically, I'm going to have guests that's in the field of law enforcement, guests that's in the field of education, and guests that's in the field of politics, as well as um, random people that wants a voice to be contributed to government and law enforcement and politics and the world we live in today. Um, currently, right now, uh, it's a lot going on in the media, a lot. Like so much to touch on. It's not even funny. But something that's amazing to me that I was actually at work today speaking with a couple of coworkers and we was talking about image. And basically I had a coworker that said image is not important. And I like like solely disagreed with him. And I said image is important. And image is important in a way of me discrediting image in terms of relying on image only and i'm gonna elaborate on that so basically i'm a college professor and i'm 29 young black male and basically i am i have my own image when you walk into a classroom specifically a college classroom you're not expecting a young black kid with uh growing dreads walking into your class and him saying hey guys i'm the professor you're probably expecting, now correct me if I'm wrong, you're probably expecting a older person, first off, uh, maybe a white older person, and maybe a white older person who's a male. Uh, I think it's safe to say that's probably like your average look of a college professor, a older Caucasian male. Of course, it's Caucasian females, and then you got Hispanic, but overall, I can guarantee you if you ask like seven out of 10 people, if you go to your average college, you're expecting the professor to walk to the door to look like a white male middle age. And basically uh, my whole like goal is when I like walk in the classroom on the first day and everybody's looking around and talking and like, oh, who's the professor? And then I say, how you doing guys? Welcome to Let's say my government class, I'm Professor Jamar Q. Chow. Everybody's looking with their jaw open and always say to one of the students, uh, who were you expecting? And they was like, wow, I didn't expect you. And I was like, oh, why is that? It was like, because you don't look like a professor. And I said, how does a professor look? And I did that for probably like a good four to five uh, semesters. And I basically got the same reaction as to what I said to you um, to you guys previously about how an older white male, middle age. And it's just always amazing to me how like we've come to a point in society where we already establish a way that someone is supposed to look before we even meet them. So as we, as the class go on, they begin to listen to me in a different way. Why? Because I'm given a different perspective. And also, I'm given a perspective that they can relate to and that they probably are familiar with. And I'm touching people in like different ways. Um, I like to add flavor to my classes and I like to add soul to my classes. So in like my government class, I'm incorporating um, um, rap videos. I'm incorporating scenes from movies. I'm incorporating like hip hop. Um, I'm incorporating real life 
to the government topics and I'm correlating it to personal personal experiences. And I think that's what's making the youth specifically gravitate and want to learn more. So it's like, hey, tell me more about this topic. For example, as we're uh, going through the uh, Constitution, um, we start talking about the 13th Amendment. And basically, while talking about the 13th Amendment, I played the movie 13th from uh, Netflix. And on top of playing a movie 13th from Netflix, I brought up another reference and it was the Tupac Changes video. And in the video and the songs of the lyrics, he said, I see no changes. Wake up in the morning, then I ask myself, is life worth living or should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a Negro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero. And I break down those lyrics and I relate it to 13th, the movie, and I relate it to 13th, the amendment, and I relate it to personal experiences that one may have had in like real life. And from there, we like just build on like topics of the separate but equal doctrine and convict leasing and just like many things of that sort. And it just touches the, the uh, students in a different way because now they're like, wow, this is why or like, wow, this is how or like, wow, this is that. And it's just amazing whenever I see a student who once wasn't interested in government get that aha moment. So then I have students going home. They're like researching more. And I like and I'm very open with my students. And I say you guys can text me at any time. As soon as I see the message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So I have students going home researching stuff and they're just text messaging me. Then even after the semester, they're still reaching out saying, hey, professor, I found out this. I thought this was interesting and I wanted to share it with you. And it's just amazing how I'm touching people on a different level. And it's not just the youth. I'm touching older men, older women. And it doesn't matter about the race because everyone, uh, for the most part, if you're in college, you're like, you like love to learn new things. And, and if you can learn new things in different ways to like keep it interesting, that's a plus. And it's just amazing how I'm just like, feel like it's just so much progress and the conversation is different. And like, and I just have students like totally engaged. Um, aside from me being a professor, I'm also a writer. Um, um, uh, specifically, the Huffington Post is like where I post a lot of my writings. And one of my articles that like caught the attention uh, nationwide, actually, I was on shows and uh, radio sh radio shows in Chicago, and um, and I spoke with people from New York. Um, of course, New Jersey. I was on different radio stations in New Jersey. Different people reached out. Uh, went to go speak at churches and stuff. Um, basically, people gravitated towards the article. And the article basically said, being a black police officer in America is the closest thing to knowing how it feels to be white. And that was a very, very interesting, controversial article that went nationwide. It was posted over eight, um, um, 18,000 times on like social media. And in fact, if you go to Google and type in Jamar Q. Child's HuffPost, that article will come up. You can click on it and you can read it for yourself along with like other articles and stuff. And that article right there 
I think was the beginning of something great because before that article, I wasn't in my doctorate of criminal justice program, but that article and the feedback from the article like really inspired me and it kind of caused me to take a leap out on faith and be like, I want to go this path so that I can inspire others to share their voice on how they feel. And basically, I got a lot of feedback from a lot of like officers. Uh, some like didn't agree with me. Some was name calling against me. Some like called me a coon. Then there was other officers that like related to me. They felt where I was coming from. They like thanked me for being a voice and they just wanted to thank me knowing that they're not the only ones out here. And basically the article explored how um, when I'm in uniform, I can go to a specific store, for example, and I'm treated with dignity and respect and they're accommodating me in so many ways. And then I come to that same store when I get off of work and I'm not in uniform and like they don't recognize me and they treat me total, totally different. And it's just amazing to me how a article of clothing showing that I'm a law enforcement officer takes me from being that dangerous black man that everyone told you about to that law enforcement officer who's protecting and saving me. And I just find it amazing how I can feel that difference from a uniform to no uniform, but a white man, so to speak, doesn't have to be judged in that way because I can guarantee you if you walk in the store and you're a white man, you're treated with respect whether you have on a uniform or not. Um, that's just my perspective and that's just my point of view. And I just think it's that sense of white privilege that like teaches you that no, white men are safe. The black men are dangerous. You have to look out for the black men. They're the ones that's going to harm you. The white man is not going to harm you. And that's basically what my article kind of uh, explore and like touched on and it actually gave my different experiences for example in the article it like explores how when I got pulled over by a cop he was just speaking to me in a disrespectful tone or disrespectful manner and I was just like amazed as to why was he speaking to me like this and it wasn't until I pulled out my badge and my cop ID and said hey I'm on a job and that was when he was like oh why didn't you tell me that sooner and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, you should have told me he's a cop. You got me talking to you in a disrespectful way. And I said to him, why does it matter if I'm a cop or not if you talk to me disrespectful? And then he just was like, whatever. And then we just went about our way. And things like that inspired me to just continue to want to do better and want to get involved in the field of like government and and like get involved in the local community groups and speak to different people about interactions with law enforcement officers and stuff like that. So that's another reason why I was involved with within the government. Um, um, my like job as a sheriff investigator, uh, basically I work with prisoners or, or like should I say, I work in the capacity of um, dealing with prisoners every day and I get to see these people at their worst and a lot of the times the prisoners automatically think because you're an officer 
you're against them or because you're an officer, you're like judging them. When like ultimately, sometimes I tell them like, hey, this is a job. And then sometimes they'll just look at me differently all because of a uniform. And it's just amazing how I could see two different point of views because from the prisoner's point of view, if I got on a uniform and I'm at work, oh, I'm a cop. But if I'm not in uniform and I'm just walking regularly, oh, I'm a black man. Give him the head nod, they give you the head nod back, you good. But I think it's all about establishing your presence and your confidence and yourself and just letting people know that you're a person just like them. And and like just because you have a different title or or like a, in a different position than them doesn't mean that you're so much different from them. So uh, basically, that's just what I'm talking about in this first episode. Um, as you may have heard and may have listened, um, this was just the introduction to who I am, Jamar Q. Childs, um, and the many different hats that I wear. Again, I'll be having different guests. I'll be having specific topics. The podcast would be more organized, but I just wanted to go ahead and put out the pilot episode of my podcast just to like get it out there and just to let people know that I have something great coming. Um... So over the next few months for the first season, you're going to see a lot of growth within me. You're going to see a lot of guests. And basically, I just want your feedback to let me know if some of the topics that I'm talking about, you agree, you disagree. And I just want to talk to the people. I just want to touch the people. I just want to spark conversations that may have never been had before in certain types of groups. So please. Uh, let me know your feelings. Let me know how you feel. Follow me at Educators for the Culture on uh, Instagram. And um, I'll get into depth as to what exactly is Educators for the Culture. And that's another um, that's another uh, thing that I'm involved in. And yeah, that's it. So my name is Jamar Q. Childs, Professor Jamar Q. Childs, Officer Jamar Q. Childs, Doctor Student Jamar Q. Childs. And I want to just thank you for listening and have a great day. Yeah.